Welcome to the Inside Texas YouTube channel powered by InsideTexas.com. I'm Joe Cook, joined by Justin Wells. Thank you for coming and watching this video. Make sure you like it and subscribe to the Inside Texas YouTube channel where we are bringing you the goods, not just on the Longhorn football team, but also recruiting. Justin, today we've got a big recruiting check-in. we got yes. to talk about Longhorns at the Under Armour All-American game going on on Wednesday, January 3rd. Handful of Texas Longhorns doing really well. Signees, who will many of whom will be on campus in just a couple of days, performing well in Orlando. Got to talk about the All-American Bowl, where Trey Owens, Texas quarterback signee, has had a big uh, couple of days in San Antonio. Ready. We're to talk about the uh, uh, Longhorns' upcoming junior day on January 20th, right around the corner. 2024 cycle is slowing down, and the 2025 cycle will be here before we know it. So, uh, even though the the regular season and, and postseason is unfortunately over for the Longhorns, there's uh, there's always action, as you know, on Inside Texas, and this time it's focusing on the recruiting trail. Yeah, we, we talked about it last night on the live stream uh, with Drew Kelson and Ian Boyd. You know, the clock just turns over, and now it's 2025 recruiting. I know we still have a small window for 2024 to sign in the second signing period, and we will never ignore that. Texas is always going to be paying attention to that, but – Really, it's 2025 and ahead. It, it really is. And and you really get the start of that with the All-Star Games. When, when you've got Under Armour, you've got the, the Army Bowl up in Frisco, you've got the All-American Bowl in San Antonio, and you've got the Polynesian Bowl in Hawaii. And let me tell you something, Joe. we got to get more Longhorns contributing to that bowl because I, I, I'm looking at some reimbursement. I'm looking about one of us needs to make a trip. I mean, it's just good coverage. And so there's tons of recruiting, and that's why Inside Texas is the place to always be. So let's get started. Let's go ahead and talk about what's going on in Orlando. The Longhorns have a handful of signees there out at the Under Armour All-American game. Uh, you've got – let me get the list up right now. Hayes Fawcett had a good tweet with them all. Daniel Cruz, Colin Simmons, Kobe Black, Jarrett Gibson, Xavier Filsimi, Zena Umuzulu, and Jordan Johnson Rubel. And Justin, just kind of looking at uh, some of the notes from On Three's national recruiting team, uh, Charles Power, Cody Belair, Sam Spiegelman, guys who did a lot of great work. Kind of seems like Zena Umuzulu had one of the biggest weeks for the Longhorns. He earned uh, head-turning status during day two and day three of practice entering today's Under Armour All-American game. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's always fun to watch the drills because, when we, you know, the game is fun you know, to a certain extent, but really the competition at practice is where I think you see these guys kind of really shine. Uh, you and I have covered plenty of these events. And so we understand, Hey, what did he look like in practice? Good on good is essentially what it is. Zena was destroying the upper echelon of these offensive linemen. He was looking good from guards to tackles. He was playing some inside tech. He was playing some outside like Zena's, he's really grown into his frame a lot more than we've seen in the last year. And, and it looks like it's, it's paying off. He's being more explosive. Don't forget, he's a defensive end edge outside linebacker type that played inside linebacker for Allen this year because he was needed. And he did that at about, what, 6'4", 225, 230 pounds. And so he's got some athleticism. Neto's little brother, can he can move a little bit more. He's got some juice to him. And, it, you know, he's a guy that gets kind of overshadowed because of Colin Simmons, you know, when you get the nation's number one edge, sometimes fans may not pay attention to the other edges you added to the cycle. 
Zena may have t- taken that a little seriously. He has really shined in Orlando, and, and it's always fun. Every year we hear about one or two Texas signees at these practices, be it, you know, DeMarvion Overshone a few years ago when he was making incredible catches at safety, Jelani McDonald lining up at cornerback last year and being the best cornerback at the, at the practice. And now Zena kind of showing out. It just shows you um, – Good kid, good evaluation. Texas was in on it from the from the beginning, and maybe he's not, you know, getting the attention that others are. Now, remember, Colin Simmons has a foot injury; he won't be playing in this game today. So, Zena's got a little added reps. He's got a little bit more to to, to show, and I can't wait to see what Zena does. Yeah, uh, Cody Belair, who, like I said, is with on three. He's been in some Power Five player personnel departments. Wrote some of his takeaways from from the day two practice, and this stood out to me. He said. Honestly, we saw things on Sunday that we had not seen in Umuzulu's film to this point. His blend of size and movement skills allowed him to win in a variety of ways during one-on-one and team periods. He touts a big 6'4", 230-pound frame with length, showed the capacity to win with speed and athleticism, saw him win with a speed dip, saw him win with power, saw him win with a bull rush, saw him win inside and outside. Like, that is – that's complete stuff, and – you know, Cody Belair, when you're part of a, a scouting team for a recruiting network, you got to watch a lot of film. And for him to say, like, you know, we didn't we didn't see that. I don't think that's a negative indictment of Belair. I think that's a positive thing on Umu Zulu just saying, you know, he has this ability to continue to develop uh, as his game goes on. And hey, man, if you're doing all that at six foot four and 230 pounds, that's that's really impressive. It absolutely is. And, and you know, and this sometimes – these events bring out the best in these kids. Like I said, it's good on good. You're, you're looking at essentially a handful of three stars but mostly four- and five-star prospects. So the good is always going to – the cream is going to rise to the to the top. We've always – in our evaluation at Inside Texas with Zena, it was always that potential. It was always that ability to potentially turn into that. His brother was a lot bigger – Big offensive lineman, you know, right guard for Texas. Zenith was the twitchy one. He was the skinny one, you know, when we went out to see Nato a couple years ago. And so I, I like Cody Belair's stuff, man. He, he he does a great job for on three. And I like hearing that about, about Zena because we always knew it was there. It sounds like now he's putting some of the pieces together. He'll be on campus in two and a half weeks, Joseph. He'll start the, 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 the winter conditioning program with, with the football team in a matter of days. Hey, Zena's about to turn it up, and we're about to see what the other edge in this class and this cycle looks like. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see. And like you said, Colin Simmons nursing a little bit of a foot deal to where just not going to participate. Nothing detrimental. I think that in that no. picture I, that Hayes Fawcett posted is our on our story on Inside Texas. There's no brace. He's just wearing a shoe, so uh, nothing big. But the Colin other has played in. 32 football high school football games in the last two seasons. That does not count the two state championships before that in playoff runs. Colin Simmons needs a little break. <laughs> he'll get it and he'll get the medical treatment, whatever it may be that he needs up in Austin. The other signee I wanted to talk about and who's also gained a lot of positive press from on three is Kobe Black, the cornerback signee out of Waco Connolly. Uh, some of the stuff that on three noted from him, a uh, handful of cornerbacks had notable performances over the course of Sunday. Black fared well in one-on-ones using his length and physicality to give receiver issues. He also said uh, Charles Power, who's part of the on three scouting team, said he had strong reps in one-on-ones against Cam Coleman, 
which when I read that, you know, that Cam Coleman's one of the top wide receivers in the country. Uh, yeah. Going to Auburn, I believe one of the you know one of those guys who uh, is a top five prospect, I think, across yes. most of the services. And for Kobe Black to you know maybe at a, a movement skill disadvantage to still be able to use his own traits, his size and strength against Cam Coleman to make some stops and to get gain the uh, the attention of Charles Power, I think is a a pretty positive aspect and one I'm looking forward to seeing because this is one of those games where you know. You, Running backs don't really take center stage. The quarterbacks want to really try and put the ball on target in some tight windows, and the corners yeah. are and Kobe Black are going to be trying to make sure that doesn't happen. And it sounds like he's done that some through practice. Yeah, you know, Kobe, Kobe, they posted a picture a couple of days ago, you know, because there's so many DBs, you know, that top Texas signees down in Orlando. You see how much taller he is than the rest of those guys? Only Colin Simmons and Daniel Cruz are at that level or higher. Among the group, but among those DBs, Kobe almost looks like a receive, like a big receiver. This kid is a legit six foot two, two hundred pounds, and the fact that he can move like that at that size is why I think people fell in love with him for over the last year. It's why I think he was the best corner in the state over the last year, and it's why I think you know his versatility at Conley, playing running back, playing wide receiver, playing safety, playing lockdown corner when he needed to not to mention being an incredible on-ball defender in basketball, uh, being, uh, you know, ballyhooed in, on the track in track and field in the spring. Kobe's got all those tools, Joe. He's got the tool belt. He's like Tim the tool man, but, you know, he's got, the, he's got the tool belt. It's just time to go a little home improvement. And that secondary for Texas, to me, it's already strong. It's already salty. And now you're going to add a Kobe Black to the mix – Hey, I love hearing that Kobe is matching up and doing well against five-star receivers because Cam Coleman is a dude, okay? But I think – and it's also going to maybe give us a preview of the future because that's going to be some SEC on SEC uh, type action. And I feel like, you know, Kobe's just kind of doing what we kind of all knew he was going to do. Again, like we said about Zena, you get up these guys in a group where they're all kind of alpha males, where they're all kind of elite upper echelon type talents a handful are going to rise above the others. It's it's just the course of sports and competition. Kobe Black is one of those guys. Don't forget, this was a kid in fifth grade. His uh, his uh, summer league basketball coach put him in on a JV game. Like, Kobe Black has been mature beyond his years. He's done this before. I, I like hearing it from others because I think we've always kind of known it. But if he's twitchy, if he's rangy, if he's knocking down balls and, and staying with the speed guys on the outside at 6'2", 200 pounds. <laughs> Texas got a dude. I'm excited to see it. Make sure you stay tuned to Inside Texas for reactions and some highlights from that Under Armour All-American game. we got some more topics to talk about. But first, a word from Andre the Lawyer. Andre the Lawyer is a longtime Inside Texas user, and they never take more than their clients. No win, no pay, no upfront costs. Andre the Lawyer's principal office is in Dallas, Texas, and he's been representing injured Longhorns throughout the state. Every client gets a personalized text message number so they can contact the team and get direct access to their lawyer all day and all night. Call Andre the Lawyer at 214-444-8808, whether you're in a car wreck, 18-wheeler accident, slip and fall, on-the-job injury, or wrongful death, 214 444 8808. 
Justin, in addition to the Under Armour All-American game, Texas is represented at the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. They've got Trey Owens. They've got Michael Kern. They've got Ryan Wingo and On3 also there. It's part of what helps Inside Texas be the great product that it is. They were there on West practice, and they were able to see Trey Owens separate himself from the pack, featuring a number of great players, not just at quarterback, but across the entire roster and they named him MVP for day one of practice. And you were able to catch up with him a little bit and, and hear what he had to say about turning in that performance and just being in San Antonio and being a part of this whole event. Yeah, you know, Trey was Trey's always going to be that kid that followed Arch Manning. You know, he's, he's the quarterback after they took Arch Manning. And, and I think Trey likes that because he's always going to have that chip on his shoulder. People don't realize how big this kid is. He's a legit six foot five. He's got a good arm. He's got incredible touch. He's a good competitor. He's a gamer in some sense. You know, the guy was phenomenal in the playoffs for Cy Fair this year. I'm not surprised he's doing this. I'm not. And, you know, there's some pretty good quarterbacks down in San Antonio this week. There always are. And Trey Owens is, is starting to separate himself. And it's, you know, people have to really trust Steve Sarkeesian. And I know that's kind of a stretch when you're asking fans to trust a quarterback, former quarterback, on evaluating quarterbacks. But you got to. He saw something in Malik Murphy. He knew there was some development there. He sees something in Trey Owens. He knows there's some development there. Trey is just putting it all together. This is a guy that doesn't, you know, he's proof you don't have to get the best quarterback in the class or the highest rated, so to speak, in the class to, to be complete. You got to get a guy that can play. You got to get a gunner. Trey Owens is doing that. I told him last night, I was like, man, you are shredding in San Antonio. And he's just having fun. There's events, there's a lot of stuff going on at the hotel. He's really not even – he's just enjoying himself. He's in the moment, and he's one of those 18, 2024 20, signees that are going to be enrolling in a couple weeks early in Austin. And so he's just having a blast. And But I'm telling you, that kid plays with a chip on his shoulder. That kid, everybody that's ever overlooked him is going to have to face that in the future. He uses that as motivation, and I'm so fired up to, to hear that he's been doing so well. I saw some of the clips yesterday. Joe, he's not only looking great. He did it in a downpour yesterday. It was raining in practice yesterday, and he's still dotting people up. To me, that that that's uh, that sounds tremendous. Yeah, I, I think just looking at what Trey Owens did against some of the better competition on his schedule stands out to me. Think about the Katie game where he was thirty-one for forty-five for two hundred ninety-eight yards, three touchdowns, and one interception against Katie in the playoffs, like knocking him out early that early doesn't happen very often that Katie Tigers team. And, you know, I, I would venture to say that his West teammates and even the East team will provide a little bit more of a challenge than, than Katie did. And that's no knock against Katie considering this is a high school all-star game, but it just goes to show that, that Trey Owens can perform against high level competition. And that, like you mentioned, it's, it's worth trusting Steve Sarkeesian, when it comes to quarterbacks, he's getting somebody who was like another five star after Arch Manning probably wasn't feasible with the way quarterback recruiting goes these days. Right, right. But getting the high, the getting someone like Trey Owens, who you knew was going to stay committed, and you also knew was going to develop into his frame, into his skill set, was a big win for Steve Sarkeesian, and I think it's going to help keep that that room healthy over the course of the next two seasons. With no matter what happens 
at quarterback. And hey, here's another thing that's probably going to be pretty cool. There may not be much of a reason for Trey Owen to develop much of a rapport on field with Michael Kern. Uh, but hey, Trey Owens is getting a chance to develop a rapport with Ryan Wingo, and Ryan Wingo's had some good days out at San Antonio as well. Yeah, and, and, and I believe that it was this morning. Uh, Charles Power and those in the on three guys are out there, and, and Ryan Wingo, to, from what I was told, is getting more separation than any receiver out here this morning. He, he must have woke up and, and had his Wheaties because Wingo's bringing it. And, and but that's Ryan. You talk about a competitor. You put him in that setting. Ryan's going to rise to the top. That's just who he is. Very similar to Kobe Black. They have incredible – there's so many similarities, not only in their upbringing, their family, their recruiting, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, Wingo's Wingo's good dude, and he's having fun. And so I I like seeing those video clips from practice. And I'm going to be curious to see how he looks. I believe it's on Saturday when they they finally do tee it up at the Alamo Dome um, down in San Antonio. But, yeah, Ryan Wingo – it was only a matter of time. Trey, even that was his big thing, you know. You know, beforehand, Trey was just you know kind of going for the fun, and then he then he learns, hey man, I'm not, I'm not only rooming, I'm not only uh, Ryan Wingo's going to be there. We're going to be on the same team. I said, man, that's the best way to get a rapport going right there. And I don't want to shortchange our man Ty Anthony Smith. Uh, he was a late add to the to the All American game, and, and he will be in. He will be down there on Saturday for for, for that game as well. Um, unsure of, of how much he's going to play, but, but Ty Anthony was, a, was added to as well. So Texas, they're more represented in Orlando, obviously, but man, they still got some dudes in San Antonio. And it seems like the ones that went down to, to San Antonio are the ones doing the biggest, uh, having the best time. This is kind of the last event for 2024 prospects. And hey, we got to pay attention a little bit to Ryan Williams, who's a Sarah yes. Land teammate of KJ Lacey. Uh, he should be visiting Texas in just a couple weeks, but this will probably close the book. This is one of those things that closes the book on the 2024 class. And at the same time, junior days are starting up for the 2025 class. And Texas is set to host their first junior day on January 20th, just kind of, you know, getting into that mode and thinking about how the 2025 class is taking over. And Justin, I remember the 2015 class and, refreshing uh, on my phone on Inside Texas a lot way back during December of 2014, back when Malik must happen. We're 10 years, we're almost 10 years removed from that. And there are going to be some very important. Yeah, I know. Uh, there are going to be some very important prospects who are going to start the the cycle really in, in full uh, this in a couple weeks with Texas Junior Day. The big one that you have is a maybe on Inside Texas. We have a full list that you published today is DeCorian Moore. We've talked a lot about him and, and as far as Duncanville and Texas starting to develop a, a, a pipeline-like relationship and there being a lot of uh, uh, commits uh, and, or just a lot of longhorns in his ear about yeah. maybe switching over to, the, to Texas from LSU. Um, that one's one where if you get him on campus again – that's a big move in that recruitment, especially now that LSU is making a, a significant change at a bunch of different coordinator spots, but they made the offensive one uh, with with theirs leaving for Notre Dame not too long ago. But there's one guy I want to get your your insight on because we're going to talk a lot about uh, DeCorian Moore in, in the coming weeks. But one guy who I want to hear about is from your neck of the woods is, is Zion Williams, who uh, is part of the list that you have coming into Austin uh on, on January 20th. What what does he bring uh, to the table and, and how big would it be to you know keep a an East Texas 
or maybe even just start more of a, a pipeline and a trickle from East Texas in the form of Zion Williams? Well, you know, Zion watched the game on Monday night, that Sugar Bowl. He had two former teammates on the field, and Jalen Polk and, and Jaron Thompson. You know, Lufkin's been a, a, a powerhouse in East Texas for since I've been born. And, you know, from Reggie McNeil to Des Bryant, I mean, it, it just – the list goes on and on and on. Um, Zion is a must-get, Joe. If you're in the SEC, that's the guy you got to keep in your backyard. And, and that's what Texas is going to try to do. 6'4", about 315, moves like a dancing bear. You know, he is just a big, really, really good kid, really nice kid. You know, sometimes recruitments get to, to their heads. That hadn't happened with Zion. He is such a level-headed guy. Coach Quick and those guys at Lufkin do an amazing job developing and training those kids. Um, Zion's excited. Got to catch up with him this morning uh, on the way to school. And he's excited. You know, he's got some junior days. He's got some, some schools coming at him. LSU, Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M, and, and Texas. They're coming at him. And so Zion is looking at coming on the 20th uh, with a handful of other ones that we listed at InsideTexas.com. You got to be sure and check it out. Um, but he's a must get in my eyes, Joe, because they're going to need they went four. Well, they went three. They could go four with 2024, depending on how they finish with Alex Foster. And so you could say, you know, hypothetically four. They're still going to have to go probably three in the next one because they still only took one in 23 with Sadir Mitchell. Zion Williams, buddy, he has got to be one of those takes at D-line, because if he's not, you're probably going to either go lower or you're going to have to go out of state again. And, you know. Steve Sarkis has no problem doing that. Bodes has no problem doing that. But when you got a guy that's two, two and a half hours from your campus that has, has got five-star potential in a uh, four-star type frame right now, listen, you, you've got you've to hone in on that guy. And, and he knows the next 12 months are going to decide the next five years of his life. And so Zion, he, he's focused in. And getting that list, I mean, getting him in will be big for Texas, just like Jordan Davison just like Marcus Harris, just like DeCorian Moore, just like a handful of other guys, you know, Chad Wolfork at, at a, a Humble Creek, like there's just – Summit Creek, rather. There's just so many of these guys. Hey, man, it's the new class. It's the next cycle where, where you know, it, 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 junior day is always produ productive. It's always fun. Uh, it's always – we always do it big at Inside Texas. And it gets big when there's big names. The bigger the names, the more fun we have with it. And we have fun regardless. To me, Zion Williams is a must-get. If Texas fans – I think most recruiting fans know about Zion, but if they don't, they need to learn because he is going to be, in my opinion, top five, top ten priority in the 2025 class. Yeah, kind of a – maybe not a play and an on-field game profile similar, although it could be, but like a, a necessity profile similar to, to Alex January. You know, someone right. who's in yes. your state plays a position where there aren't a bunch of big athletes who moves like he does. Mama uh, wants to watch him play. And there's just, you know, you're going to have national competitors for him. I kind of see this recruitment in a way without the, you know, the whole being the son of a former letterman ask, aspect, having some similarities just in what type of player uh, uh, Zion Williams is. So that's what I'm watching. And also – when you think about how seasons go, Texas was, you know, winning really well and really early in the early portions of this 2023 season. And that probably helped them over the finish line with some 2024 prospects who signed yeah. in this class. 
Xavier feels to me being one of them. That relationship really got going after the Red River shootout and while Florida was heading downhill. But this cycle, this 2025 cycle, is where you're going to see if the staff can do everything right. And, of course, you have to have the NIL factors and, you know, coach retention factors, all that different stuff, which Texas is in good shape on. This cycle, 2025, is when you're probably going to see a lot of positive effects from the 2023 season. And this is kind of the first step in the process. That's it. You know, and you know who we learned that from? We learned that from Mac Brown. You know, everybody thought, well, you know, the 05 class is going to be, you know, your, your best class because you that was the year you made that run and, and Texas won the national championship. No, 06 blew 05 out of the water. I mean, Mac Brown invented Junior Day. And when Sergio Kendall and Eddie Jones and those big, I believe Dion Beasley and those big cats came in and just jumped in the boat early and often. We were spoiled, man. <laughs> Joe, Mac Brown spoiled Texas fans big time. It's going to be similar to that. Texas had a great year last year. You covered it game to game, cover to cover. And now we're going to see some of the, the fruits of that come to fruition. And two, don't forget, this is we're going to, you know, this is the end of the third year with this coaching staff. These are the, the ones, this 2025 class will be really the first guys that were freshmen that they started planting seeds with. And so each year they built on with these cycles, but that 2024, that last cycle in this class are the guys that they really started in on when they got here. You know, 2022's transition, it was still incredible. 2023 obviously was was top three. And then last year, you know, they finished with a, or this one a top three, top four top class. 25 is going to have more numbers. There, it, it, there's a chance it's going to be another top five cycle. I'd be shocked if it's not. And so you, you need these kind of guys. You need those big names. To, to show up at junior day. You need those guys because 2025 is going to be an opportunity. Like we talked about, Sark's going to cherry pick some of these guys. They took Anthony Williams on New Year's Day. You and I did a fantastic video. It won an award. It was so good. And we talked about linebacker. And if that's the floor, I feel like they're going to cherry pick the other couple linebacker spots. And I think that's what we're going to see for 2025. If you're a Texas fan, this should be a lot of fun this cycle. Yeah, going to be really exciting. Already four guys who have jumped into the class. This is where the building process really gets going. Should be a lot of fun to cover on January 20th. Justin, thank you so much. Going to be a lot of fun to cover everything in the next coming days, weeks, months as it comes to recruiting. This is where recruiting really starts to take uh, maybe not full center stage, but hey, when there's no games going on, this is where most of the news comes from. It sure is a lot of fun. They're going to be at Junior Day or they're going to be at Moody. It's going to be one or the other. Going to be awesome. Thank you so much for watching this video. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel. Helps us do a lot of amazing things on a daily basis. Make sure you head to InsideTexas.com. You can still get one month of access for $1. We'll be covering portal notes. We'll be covering recruiting in the 2024-2025 classes. And anything else related to the team, whether it be NFL draft departures or anything like that, every day is a good time to check out InsideTexas.com. But, hey, when the team's doing this, has done this well, you know the news is going to be a lot of fun to read about. So come check us out there. Justin, thank you so much. Thank you for watching this video. And we'll see you next time on Inside Texas Football, powered by InsideTexas.com.